Yo, what is going on guys? Room Prime here And welcome to another episode of Table for One And today's date is, because we gotta date these August 25th, 2019 And yes, it's a Sunday And guys, uh, apologies for not uploading a podcast last Sunday But with changing schedules and just work and everything, you know, just decided just to relax and take last Sunday off just to, you know, mentally prepare because, you know, when I get into a new venture or a new job or whatever, I like to make sure that, you know, my head's in the game. I try to make sure that I'm just mentally prepared. You know, I'm always trying to uh, prepare myself mentally. So, and just just to relax and, you know, not be so anxious. You know, especially when I know you guys, I started new jobs or, you know, went to a new place, new environment, new people. You feel anxious. So... That is why I just decided just to relax and take that time off. And as the the days went by last week, I got an idea of obviously what I'm going to be doing at this new job. And you know, it's it's not too bad. Just the the point is, you know, this is not permanent, and we got to remember that. Like a lot of things in life are not permanent. It's just a transition. It's just a phase. Just a, a chapter in your life, and it's up to you. You have that control to make your life as you you see fit. To write the story, you know how many chapters your stories have. So, yeah. But you know we're back, better than ever. At least I hope. West, well rested, oof, big oof, well rested, and we're gonna talk some stuff. We're gonna talk some shit. But before I do, I want to thank you guys for tuning in whenever I upload content, and I'm was trying to not be like gaps. I hate gaps, so I'm trying not to have so many gaps in between. But I will promise. And you guys will, you know, keep you know, keep you know, keep me true to that. Especially go on Twitter at Room Prime TV and make sure that I I'm, I keep me in check, and I gotta keep myself in check. So while I'm keeping myself in check, y'all keep me in check. Deal, deal. But guys, seriously, I want to thank you guys for tuning in every time. Every week when I have content out, and it's been rough, but you still are sticking through, and I appreciate it. I love you for that, and you know, shout outs to the crew, to the roundtable crew, or aka the boys. I want to talk about the boys for a second. The uh, Amazon Prime Video original series. I want to talk about that, and also shout outs to. HSC crew and also shout outs to the Fumo Boys podcast. Again, 
gotta keep saying this, but we gotta link up. Um, now that my my work schedules change, you know, it won't be too difficult. You know, there's always the weekends, so you know, I'm always down to collab and do something. But you know, we're we're all grown men, and we essentially, you know, we got our own thing going. We got our lives going, so got to make sure that uh oof, we got to make sure that we we do our thing first so yeah that being said shouts to all you guys shout outs to also people that have been supporting me on twitter uh ones that interact on twitter uh drew yari uh uh lady trez you know, Rustling Soup, Cap Castle, DT, you know, OTR Central, all those guys. I love you guys. And, yeah, we will get going, I guess. There's no way we can't go. We just got to keep going up, I guess, so we just keep going up. So I want to talk about something. It's the show that made me use Amazon Prime Video for the first time in a while, you know, because they've been having more original series on their platform. And, you know, of course, and anyone that's anyone, you you will talk to 10 people and nine out of 10 will have Amazon Prime. And with Amazon Prime, you get all these perks and features. And one of them is a little thing called Amazon Prime Video. And it's, think of it as a Netflix or Hulu, whatnot, you know, competitors. <laughs> and there's a show on, it's eight episodes, the season's eight episodes, and it's essentially, it's called The Boys. So there's a, there's, there's a bit of uh, romance, ton of drama, you know, Superheroes, a lot of sexual innuendos, a lot of people getting killed in most violent ways, and the story is really amazing. Like you can tell the whole superhero story over and over again, and it gets boring with this and no spoilers. And it's gonna say that the series talks about superheroes and. They're they're basically brands, and you think that all oh, they're there to to save the day, like they're just flying around or patrolling. No, like they're it's essentially the superhero business has been uh, privatized to one company, and they eventually influence their influence. Uh, the superheroes are influenced by this company. And then one of the main characters, his girlfriend gets killed by a superhero, or soup, as they call him. And he's trying to figure out like why, especially one of the superheroes was um, that killed his, his uh, girlfriend was one of his idols, one of, someone that he looked up to. And 
and it just unravels, and you find out that a lot, you know, these superheroes aren't as clean as you think they are, like how they're presented in the media, which is a microcosm to what's going on in the real world. Like you see all the celebrities, politicians, and you know, they try to put this persona up, but then when they're off camera, like they're probably having orgies, well, maybe. Most likely, they're, you know, shooting drugs, doing a whole bunch of shit. And and the superheroes are, they're the Seven. This group is called the Seven. And they essentially have, you know, they work for this company called uh, Vault. And they're told what to say, what to do, where to go and fight crime, you know, make appearances. It's, it's, probably, it's, it's really just one, the, the superhero business in the show is one big, it's just one big media tornado, you want to call it. It's a good show. It has the, the story, I say, is well-written. You know, you feel, you know, kinks in here, but it's really good. And I was like, hmm, everyone's talking about the show, how good it is. And me, of course, you know, late to almost everything. I gave it a shot recently, and I watched the first four episodes, and then I, I went back and finished the, the, the last four. And very good, no, again, no spoilers. And the show's really good. I will, I will give it... Nine out of ten. The only thing was it's too short, but I understood why. So then they could, you know, they're already filming season two, which I'm happy about. And especially with how the superhero franchises have been treated, you know, most most are okay. Some, you know, few are good. Most are okay. The rest are like eh. And you know, with MC, with the MCU, and the way that they're doing, the direction they're taking, not a fan of it. Not a big fan. And also with the DC expanding universe, like they try to emulate what Marvel was doing, and they try to do too much so soon. And now they're like in shambles, canceling shows left to right. Um, Krypton, they canceled. There's so many like, and I heard that was a good show, and I, I'm gonna take the time to watch that too because I heard very good things about it. And there's so many like a, a lot of the the TV stuff that DC makes. You know the you know we all know that when it comes to animation, DC is is is, is God when it comes to uh, the animation. So good, we know that. But there's stuff on TV, you know, they're live action. Like it's, and they have the little Arrowverse because, you know, with that, you know, the Green Arrow spawned Flash, it spawned uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, oof, uh, uh, Cat, uh, uh, Batgirl. Um, all, all these shows, Supergirl, 
and Supergirl, all these shows, they, they, they spawn from Arrow. And they have the big crossover shows um, that span across all the shows on the CW. And, you know, like, they're doing what they're doing with, you know, the Arrow, Supergirl, um, Flash, Legend of Tomorrow. They're good, but with their movies, they're just fucking up. For the life of me, they're just not, they don't got the formula. And now they seem like they're going to reboot Batman again. They may reboot other stuff again. And they're canceling series left and right, and it's not a good sign. They should just took their time and waited to do Justice League. They, they, they just couldn't. They just couldn't help themselves. They had to emulate what Marvel did, and now because of that, Marvel is is you know Marvel you know they're fucked. DC is fucked in, in the movie biz. They could they they try to add so much with um and not um Justice League with uh uh Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. They tried so much and. The movie has some good parts, but it was awkward when they added Doomsday at the end. And they could have just, that movie could have been split up into like at least two movies. You know, they could have split that up, but they, they, it's like two different people directed that film. It seemed like that one movie was, and I believe it was, and it's like you can tell that. That movie had two two or more uh, directors in it because you had some good parts, but then he's like, "Oh, what 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 what, what were they thinking doing this? And oh, what, what the fuck they're doing that for?" And it's like, it's so bad. It's, it's it's truly so bad. So again, shouts to the boys for giving us something cool to watch and I cannot wait for the second season and you know kudos to to Amazon you know to Amazon Prime Video because it's it's really dope I, I I cannot stress this enough if you guys want something to watch and if you have Amazon Prime and you're in, if you have Amazon Prime you have Amazon Prime Video so you should Take the time and binge watch the boys. Like take it if you have a day off and you know you don't have any laundry to do, you know, you walk to your dog, you know, you water the flowers, you know, and whatnot. Watch the boys. You will if you love a lot of uh violence, cussing, uh fucking sex superheroes you'll love this show again I give it 9 out of 10 stars you know you will not be disappointed trust me this show is very good and you know again I heard a lot of good things about it and then on my way to work I will see the uh, whatchamacallit I will see the the posters and the subway stations on, on the on the bus and I'll be like, Whoa, like what's uh, see this, what's this looks cool and then people were talking about it of course and I just you know, gave it some time, 
little bit too much time, but watched it and it was dope. It was really good. So now I cannot wait for the for the second season. I'm really hyped because that the finale for the first first season was crazy. You kind of knew where it was going, but it was kind of like wow, like wow. So I'm not gonna spoil it. You go watch it. Take the time and watch it because you will trust me. You will you will enjoy it. Remember, it's the boys on Amazon Prime Video. So, that being said, speaking of superheroes, you know, Spider-Man, Sony, Disney. Oh, man. What in the hell happened? So, essentially, Sony and Disney could not come to an agreement to keep Spider-Man in the MCU. So because of that, we we won't have any more Spider-Man films in the MCU. And Sony will just make their own Sony, their, their own Spider-Man films. But they cannot mention anything from... They cannot reference anything from the MCU. And Disney, Marvel cannot use reference... Spider-Man, because since he cannot be in the MCU, so they cannot mention him or use him. So basically everything that happened, everything that went down since Civil War, it's kaput. It's done. So it's just sad because Spider-Man was that relatable superhero. He's a guy from Queens. Guy from uh, Jackson Heights, Queens, you know? Relatable, relatable young man. You know he's human. He has struggles, everyday struggles that we have as as you know kids growing up as a young adult. And is why people love Spider Man and people when Spider Man the, the first iteration of Spider Man told me Maguire Spider Man was out late. People were like wow, like this fucking dope. Like I love Spider Man. It was because of that movie. And you know the the animated series. I watched the animated series when I was a kid, but it was just bring Spider Man to life. And so the first three Spider Man movies from Tobey Maguire's Spider Man, like that, really jump start like superheroes on the big screen. Like we had others, but you know it was that. And then when Iron Man came in. Iron Man was the first film in the MCU. It was because of Iron Man, the MCU was formed. But with Spider-Man, it really helped propel superhero movies. And Spider-Man, uh, uh, Spider-Man, uh, X-Men as well. Like, I know we, we talk shit about X-Men, you know, Dark Phoenix. But, you know, with the first three iterations of, of X-Men... Again, these movies helped superhero movies come into the big screen. You know, in the early 2000s, you know? And we look at those movies, and I was like, wow, like, a lot of these age pretty well. Like, they, they still hold up. And while others, like, oof. But 
there's still good, you know, there's still, there's some guilty pleasures out there. We still enjoy. It's okay. No worries. But it's just wild how with this deal going south, like, it hurts a lot of people. You know, because Tom Holland, he was a very good Spider-Man. Like, again, relatable. You know, look at him like, wow, like, dude's so young. And he has, he can have a, a, a fucking career. Uh, this, but due to companies and their greed and not coming to an agreement and, you know, just trying to swing their dicks in the air, it's it's not, you know, it's not, It's no one's going to win out of this. It's essentially a lose, 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 lose because companies going to lose out in, in millions we're going to lose out on watching feature Spider-Man films. Tom Holland, well, while he's still be doing films for Sony, it's like, it's not the same because we, he, they invested five films into the MCU with, with him. You know, he made appearances, it was in his own films, and it's wild. Is it two films? And Three Princes, Civil War, Infinity War, and Endgame, I believe. And then the first two Spider-Mans, Homecoming and Far From Home. It's it's just wild just seeing this. That they they cannot come in, you know, they they cannot come into an agreement or an arrangement. But on the other hand, it feels like, you know, it feels like uh, this is just ways to get publicity for Spider-Man. To see, like, if fans really want Spider-Man to be in the, you know, in the MCU. Of course we do. But, you know, the, these marketing ploys that people have, and we're going to talk about marketing in a second because uh, when it comes to marketing, man, it's, it's fucking king. It is fucking king. So, at the end of the day, guys, you know, it sucks. It really does because we're losing out. We're truly losing out. And these companies don't get it. I also want to read something from Screen Rant. Disney reportedly asked Sony for 25% of future Spider-Man movies, not half. So this is this was posted on August twenty third, twenty nineteen. For those who are listening in the future, so Disney reportedly asked for Sony, asked Sony for twenty five percent of the profits for any future Spider Man movie Marvel Studios worked on, not the fifty fifty split, as initially stated. Sony and Marvel Studios entered into a partnership to share. Spider-Man in 2015. The original deal was simple. Sony paid for any Spider-Man solo films and received the profits. Meanwhile, Marvel Studios was given creative input on these films and allowed to use Spider-Man in the MCU for the first time. Tom Holland made five appearances as the character over the last four years, but Spider-Man Far From Home could possibly be his last in the MCU. 
His second solo movie marked the end of Sony and Marvel's deal, which was extended after the original grant for one MCU film and one solo film. When the split was first reported, it was easily to understand why neither side wanted to agree to other Zelda's proposals. The earlier report said Disney wanted to co-finance future Spider-Man movies and split the profits with Sony in exchange for Kevin Foggy's work. But Sony, Sony reportedly wanted to keep the deal at its current place, where Marvel Studios received 5% of the first dollar gross. That was a huge gap to overcome, but in recent reports contradict this, and it made it appear as though Sony and Marvel could, easy, could be secretly be on common ground. Because yeah, it seemed like in the beginning, it seemed in the beginning that it seemed like Sony and, and Disney were on common ground, but then they really weren't. A lot of conflicting news out there. It truly is. And let's see. Read this. After the deadline mentioned in the original report that Disney wanted 50% cut on future Spider-Man movies, other outlets had chimed in as, as the days have gone by. The THR stated that Disney was looking for at least 30% stake in the future films, which they said Sony rejected. More recently, though, Variety reported that Sony president Tom Rothman was willing to give up as much as 25% to retain Marvel Studios and Kevin Foggy's input. Three days after the original report, Deadline is, is now back, says... Disney initial asking price was also 25% stake. This will be only for the movies that Feige was involved in, though, but Sony reportedly didn't move on the deal for months, leading Disney to ask for a 50% stake. Let's see here. And yeah, like, um, I think this is all, like, Sony doesn't want to work with Kevin Feige. I, 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 I still think there's some animosity I'm not aware of. It's just like they gotta stick it to him. Like, oh, I, I can, I can make a, a good Spider-Man film. I don't need your input. You gotta put, you know, you gotta put egos aside sometimes. But, oh man. Oh man. Let's see here, because we have a few things to talk about from D twenty three. By the way. I forgot about that. Let's see, I'm going to read one more paragraph. The moment Sony publicly issued a statement blaming Disney for the deal falling through, it became apparent that this was the case of public negotiating by both sides. That's why it makes multiple reports over who, who acts for what all more fascinating. Instead of Disney wanting a 50% stake and Sony only offering a 5, the most recent reports indicate that there was actually common ground at 25%. The question at this point will be will become whether or not these studios and those negotiating the deal will actually agree to do the deal at 2575 financing and profit split. It all comes to money. That's all that's all this is is money. At the end of the day, it's all it's just all about money. 
and it's it's bullshit that just bruise egos, there's money, there's conflicting issues, there's so much shit. And that's why people don't want to, you know, people don't want to, like, <laughs> is you wonder why. Let's see here. Let's see here. So, in the other news from D23, every Marvel studio revealed from D23. So, Marvel Studios has strong presence at this year's D23 and dropped news on everything from Black Panther 2 to Miss Marvel, She-Hulk, Moonlight, Disney Plus TV shows. Disney, uh, D23 is officially a Disney fan club with the name referencing to the year 1923 when the company was founded. Every two years, the House of Mouse holds a convention to celebrate the upcoming projects. It essentially serves as a mini Comic-Con dedicated to just Disney properties. This year, D23's Fan Expo was particularly important for uh, important one for Disney. On one hand, this was Disney's biggest opportunity to market Disney Plus streaming service. Launches in November. While the meanwhile, Marvel Studios needed the, the chance to reset its narrative after a toward week of press. Given the collapse of Spider-Man deal with Sony, yes, they had to do damage control. So it was a perfect opportunity. Yeah, and, and it's funny. All this went down right before D23. That that is crazy. So you you know like, and I love a good conspiracy theory or two, but I feel like this was kind of I don't say deliberate. It was like well timed. People say, oh, it's poor, poorly timed. Nah, it's well-timed. It is well-timed. Let's see here. Disney had just had his worst week. Marvel rose to the occasion. It had a strong presence at D23 2019 with a wide variety of breaking news, including release dates, new show announcements, casting details, and exclusive footage. Here's the roundup of the biggest news. So we have Black Panther 2, which will be released on May 6, 2022. And let's see. Marvel confirms new Disney Plus TV shows, Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, and She-Hulk. Let's see. So I'll read this since it's like fresh stuff at... San San Diego Comic-Con, Marvel Studios announced that a a slate of TV shows that will exclusively be available on Disney Plus streaming service. But it turned out they held the best until D23, with Marvel revealing that their Phase 4 slate will also include three more shows, Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, and She-Hulk will be coming to the MCU. According to Marvel, these characters are destined to transition from small screen to the movies themselves. The Miss Marvel series will be at the helm by Vish, Vishal K. Ali, and it's reasonable to assume that Marvel also had chosen showrunners for Moonlight and She-Hulk. They aren't nearly ready to announce those yet. Let's see, Kurt Harrington 
is the MCU's Black Knight. Game of Thrones. Uh, Kit Harrington has been casted to uh, to type as the MCU's Black Knight. In comics, uh, Dane Whitman is the bearer of the mystical ebony blade, the sword that grants him supernatural abilities, but also has insatiable bloodlust. Marvel's Kevin Foggy confirmed that the Black Knight will make his MCU debut in The Eternals, although Harrington could not take the stage with the rest of the cast. Of course. Let's see. Uh, um, let's see. So we have characters confirmed for the Eternals. Uh, stars of the Eternals took the took the stage, and Marvel used this opportunity to reveal two specific casting choices. Jerma uh, uh, Chang is playing. Oh my god, these names. Is playing Sir Cerisi and Barry Kara Karagan is Durang. Oh my god, these names. I apologize. The other two particularly interesting choices is Sir Sir. Ceresi, oh my god, generally is the leading character in the Eternals. So this may be a starting role. Uh, Durig, meanwhile, is traditionally treated as a rogue Eternal. He took on the position of power in the fictional country of Verles. Oh my god. These names, (laughs) they're killing me with these names. Of V, the the country of V, and is sought to use his psychic abilities to take control of the Eternals as well. And then they posted the the concept art for the Eternals on screen is really cool. And let's see, Marvel gave a new look at Black Widow. Gave a new look, Black Widow. And the Falcon and the Winter Soldier will face U.S. agent. So let's read about this. Wyatt Russell has been cast as John Walker, a.k.a. U.S. agent, who will make his MC debut in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. In the comics, Walker was a U.S. government choice as the next Captain America, but he ultimately suffered a mental breakdown and went rogue until Steve Rogers took the shield back. Walker objective, objectively for minimally uh, to Sam Wilson's political ch- change as uh, politically charged stint as Captain America and attempted to beat him down and reclaim the shield. This new, this new strongly hints as the overarching plot of Falcon and the Winter Soldier will presumably be about how Sam Wilson comes to earn the shield in the eyes of the U.S. government and the public. So, okay, that that's that's pretty good. I can't wait for this. Let's see. Kat Dennings, Darcy, and Randall Parks, Jimmy Woo are returning to the MCU. Okay. 
I love me some Kat Dennings. Sharon Carter's returning in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Marvel uh, unveiled Peggy Carter's animated Captain America. Okay, Marvel's What If would explore alternative versions of the MCU with the film stars themselves acting as the boys' cast. One of the most exciting ideas of alternate timeline where Peggy Carter was one of the ones who took the super soldier, super soldier syndrome. Ooh, try saying that five times. And Marvel released an image showing her wearing a gender swap version of Captain America's. Or is she Captain Britain costume footage shown exclusively at D23? Also included a shot at a zombie Captain America fighting Winter Soldier in the subway. And Kate, Kate Heroin is director of the Loki series. That's cool. So yeah, like that's all the the that's all the huge news from D twenty three for uh, Disney Plus streaming service, and also for stuff for the MCU. So I, now I'm more excited than I was initially. I think more for the TV stuff than anything, especially in the what if. Because I love, I'm, I'm a sucker for what if and for alternative ter- uh, timelines and, and, and stuff like that. I'm really excited for that. So I cannot wait. So I know I mentioned I mentioned marketing. So we got to talk about this this fucking sandwich. We really got to talk about this fucking sandwich because to me, I don't see the big deal. People are are insane. <laughs> this is insane. So let me tell you about this sandwich. Popeye's chicken sandwich. Popeye's spicy chicken sandwich launch. Uh, heats up social media. Popeyes launched its fried chicken sandwich on a buttered brochet bun with pickles on August 12th. The launch went mostly unnoticed until its rival Chick fil A tweeted a, a subtle jab referencing its fried chicken sandwich recipe as the original. And then, of course, you know, celebrities went into it and they start promoting the, the sandwich and then you have all the memes with, with Chick-fil-A like uh, Chick-fil-A workers going to lunch at Popeye's and it's crazy it's really it's really fucking crazy this this thing is this this thing is uh it's, it's stupid it's a chicken sandwich like it's it's not the it's not like the the chicken is made out of uh, some some sort of you know other earthly material that will grant you I don't know grant you like extend life or some shit. It's just a chicken sandwich on a brochet bun with sauce and pickles and a little lettuce. That's it. It's nothing crazy. It's nothing special. It's just a chicken sandwich. And this is a prime example of trends that people like to follow and like to they 
it gets overblown, and then people have to, you know, shoot their grandmother and and other crazy shit. You know, of course, exaggerating. This is only exaggeration. You know, don't don't do anything to your grandmothers. But people will do ridiculous things, you know, for for the sandwich or any any trend. And then this is this person here is selling Popeye sandwiches for a thousand dollars each. And I bet there are people that are willing to buy it. And if that's the case, y'all fucking idiots. It's, it's wow. Let's go to an article. Let's go to a fucking article. Popeye's chicken sandwich launches heats up social media. From Reuters. Reuters is talking about fucking sandwich. That's how you know it's it's fucking bad. A sign posted inside of Popeye's Louisiana kitchen in the Queensboro of New York on Friday said that the restaurant was out of newly launched fried chicken sandwiches. Other outlets in the city were also sold out. We'll be back soon when sign read. Popeye's the Cajun-inspired fast food chicken chain owned by restaurant brands International Inc. took social media by storm when it introduced its chicken sandwich. And now customers from around the country are lining up for a chance to taste the new sandwich. Popeye's launches fried chicken sandwich on a butter brochet bun with pickles on August 12th. And went, the launch went mostly unnoticed until its rival Chick-fil-A tweeted a subtle job referencing its fried chicken recipe its fried chicken recipe as the original. Popeye's response garnered more than 85,000 retweets and 300,000 likes and a surge of online, engagement online. Other fast food chains including Wendy's and Bojangles chimed in with tweets about their own chicken sandwiches, but they were not able to get the same attention as Popeye's, of course, because they, they jumped at it first. And, of course, with, with all this, there's always people behind the scenes. It's, 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 always, it's like rustling. This company will go over, or this person will go over, and then the next week, someone else will go over. That's how it is. They always have people backing them. And that's how you have all these floods of, of tweets. And that's why when these other companies try to get their, their hands on it, on, on that residual clout, it didn't work because essentially they weren't backed. There, was, there weren't a lot of people backing Wendy's and Bojangles up. So that's why it didn't work. Let's see. Some experts say Popeye's newfound visibility could change its customer base. Popeye's is not the top five when it comes to naming restaurants in the U.S. Eric Smallwood, the president of Apex Marketing Group, but this sandwich is putting them on the map in areas that they don't have them. So, and let me read this. Popeye's has more than 3,000 locations across 40 states. Washington, D.C. and Puerto Rico. I didn't know Puerto Rico had Popeyes. Interesting. Apex Marketing recently released a report estimating Popeyes received twenty-three 
$1.25 million in equivalent ad value. So again, marketing is such a beautiful thing in business. Smallwood said the company will have to pay for a multi-billion dollar ad campaign to get the same engagement during the first 11 days of its launch. So they essentially got free publicity, free marketing for the sandwich. And they made $23.25 million. And marketing is very expensive. If you want your shit to be out there, you need to pay the big bucks. You need to pay, as the article states, multi-million dollar ad campaigns. But with Twitter, with social media, all that's free. Not that much. Not It's work. Yes, it's work, but it's free. It's free publicity. And this thing's still stupid, but when it comes to the marketing aspect, when it comes to, hey, you make your money, I'm totally... I'm totally fine with it. I'm totally down. I'm just like, holy shit. Wow. But to sum it all up, wow. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Like, this is a trend. The next trend will probably be much more ridiculous than what it is. I don't know. I may try the sandwich. I love I love me a good chicken sandwich. But, you know, people will be back. I say this, people will be back. They will go back to eat my chicken sandwiches. They will go back to eat the, the spicy chicken sandwich from Wendy's. They'll go back to Chick-fil-A. They'll 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 forget about this in a few weeks or so. Once it dies down, people will go back to eat eating, you know, stuff in the dollar menu. Don't worry about it. People are People are, are, they get so crazy over trends that they lose their, their minds. And hey, it's, it's, again, that's why here at Room Prime TV, we love our memes because our memes are their way to, to speak to the soul, you know? And uh, our, you know, it's, it's a different language, it's a different vibe. And it's, it's fucking crazy. Holy shit. Whew. So speaking of chicken sandwich and uh, uh, butter brochet roll, this is wrestling related, but I figure, you know, what the hell? Let me talk about this before I, I close shop here. So there's a a professional wrestler. Her name is Jordan Grace. And you know she's she's been around in the you know in, in wrestling for you know a few years now, and of course on the on the uh, art for this week's episode will be I'll post it so you can see for those who don't know how she looks like you will see how she looks like. And she's not a she's not a bad looking girl. She's you know she's not in the league of other female wrestlers out there, you know from other promotions. But she's not ugly. 
So then uh, this man named Jim Cornette, he's been in the wrestling industry for for years, for decades. He's been around, and yes, his, rep- his reputation precedes him. And he essentially called her a butterface. And of course, she, you know, she's young, so of course, you know how how youngins are, especially on Twitter. Like Twitter is the cesspool of social media. Like if we had a ranking system, Twitter would be Twitter would be all the way at the bottom with Tumblr. It, it's it's to that point, man. Like. When you're dealing with Twitter, like it's like, oh my god, don't take it seriously, don't, don't fight it, don't do all this nonsense. And and we do, we we still we still go ahead and and, and just take the bait. And Jordan Grace took the bait. And the reason why you know this all started because of Jordan Grace's comments about having you know considering wrestling to be performance art. Like we're not. You know, wrestlers are performance artists, and she didn't. She didn't like what Jim Cornette said, so this prompted her and you know her followers to say, "We need to. We need to make sure that this man doesn't have a job in the wrestling industry." Of course, all this SJW bullshit. You gotta love social justice warriors. All this nonsense. You know, and then newsflash, guys, fans of Jordan Grace. She's she. She's very pretty. No, she will not fuck you. So stop agreeing with her. Stop going along with with her narrative just because you think she's hot. She's not going to fuck you. No matter how how much you you white knight for her, no matter how much you. You agree with her even though she's wrong in some aspects. She's not going to fuck you. She's not going to have sex with you. She will expect you to support her as you should. You, su- you should support all your favorite wrestlers and, and competitors. And she will, in, in the backside, will call you out for being a fucking perv for all. I'm being objectified. And she has a book. On DMs and, and and tweets from from people that she's received. So yeah, she will just use you as as you know material for her book. And I like Jordan Grace. She's you know been on Impact, and she's done really well. She has a unique look to her. Again. I wouldn't say she has a, a butterface, but she's she's not supermodel status, but she doesn't have to be. Basically, I'm saying that she's not ugly. But for her to go on this tirade and and say, "Oh, I want I want this man's job be taken away," and it's just bullshit. It's just nonsense, and. This whole and you know the white knights make it worse. Social justice words make it worse. The LGBT, the LGBTQ community 
the LGBTQ community. It's it's just come on now. You got to do better. Got to do better. Like this this whole thing. Oh, we got like he this this man is a misogynist. He's like Jim Cornette is an asshole. He is an asshole. Stop letting him rent space in your head rent free. Stop it. The moment that you allow what people say to you get to you, you should not be on social media. If you cannot take someone saying, oh, you look a butterface, then you should not be on social media. And remember, a woman like Jordan Grace, she's a grown woman. You pay taxes, you have a job, you pay your rent, you're an adult. <laughs> You know, she, you know, you're a grown woman, you're a grown man. This, she cannot handle criticism. And this is the issue that I have with a lot of wrestlers in the industry, that they cannot take criticism. When they're told, listen, I may not agree on your way of wrestling or your way of, of, of sport, but I'm not saying you should stop doing it. I just don't agree with it. People just go on a frenzy and they want to take your, your job, your, your money, your balls. For what? And I'm over here thinking like, this is fucking stupid. This here is fucking stupid. Here's another example of people not having a fucking backbone. No backbone whatsoever. They let any little thing get to them. If you are such... You have such thin skin, you should not be on social media. Plain and simple. And then on, on the on the aspect of performance artists, all these wrestlers, I know you guys are listening, you may have watched wrestling in the past or you still do. You know, wrestling is on you know, it's on the decline. It's not as popular, but with what's gonna happen in the next few months, hopefully it will start to bring more interest into wrestling. But for those who who say, oh, it's performance art, it's like a lot of these wrestlers cannot even sell a punch. They cannot sell, they, can, they cannot throw a punch. They cannot sell a punch. They cannot tell a story in the ring. They instead got to get all the shit in. They, they do all these moves. And instead of, oh, my God, this is like a Canadian destroyer. It's basically like a, a flip, sunset flip move. It's very devastating. It's like you get spiked on your head. It's very, de- very devastating move. If you want to see how it looks like, just type in Canadian Destroyer on the, on YouTube. Just type in Canadian Destroyer on YouTube, and you will find it. You see how it looks like. If back in the day, that used to be a finisher. Once you hit that, that's it. The match is over. Now, that move is used as a setup move. And it's a near fall. No, no, like, that's it. Bob's your uncle. That's it. The match is done. Nope. It's instead, yeah, uh, you know, another two count, another near fall here, and then they go, they, they get up after that, and then they do another one, or they do a, a series of moves. And it's like, what the fuck are y'all doing? This is why, you know, you're knowing that it's fake, and then you're doing stuff that look real and that could hurt. And then instead of selling it, you just get right back up and proving 
this shit is is fake. You're you're delegitimizing the sport that you're trying to defend at the same time when you say, oh, it's it's essentially uh it's performance art, but you're not if y'all this what y'all call performance art, it's not really well like y'all can't do the art. As performance artists, you suck. Because if you cannot tell a story, if you cannot sell a punch, if you cannot throw a punch, if you cannot actually do your your damnedest to make sure that you go out there and 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 be a wrestler, be be a performer, show your craft, then you should not be demanding that things should be called performance artist. A performance art, it's stupid. It truly is. And, and this is why wrestling will still will still have a negative uh, light shine on us. We'll always have negative connotations put on us because when when we want to be taken seriously, but then the thing that we're trying to have people take seriously, we're not doing that. We're instead making it more unbelievable. We're taking away the legitimacy out of it just so we can virtual signal. And this is why politics, this is why social justice, that's why, oh, in in, in entitlement, you know, we, we got to include, you know, inclusion, we got to include everyone and, and shit. That's why it doesn't work. That's why you see why shit is on the decline now because people are trying to have every, every we got to get all our shit in we got to include everyone. We got to, you know, make ourselves look good at the expense of the sport itself. And this is why you got, you got flippy, floppy shit, so much floppy shit going around that you, you need some blue chew. Too much flippy, flippy, floppy shit. Try saying that five times. Jesus Christ. It's, it's insane. That's why I'm, I'm just, I'm hoping things will change for the better. And a lot of people that are on social media that can't take a joke, that can't take constructive criticism, just get off the, the fucking nut. But then they won't. You know, we, this is a, a, an issue that we got to deal with as long as social media is a thing. And listening to Wrestling Soup, shout outs to Wrestling Soup, like I think at a certain age, you just gotta let go of social media. You know, you get older, just start using it less and less. Unless you got a business, if you got a business, you got a podcast, you got some sort of you know your content creator. That's you got to use it. You got to put your brand out there. But if you're just a normal person, just communicate with email, have Facebook with uh, a few of your close fr- friends and family. You know, have, have that. You know, get your news from you know from other sources. You know, get your news and information. You know, you have YouTube that that's fine, but Twitter and, and Facebook to to an extent, like at a certain age, you just gotta let it go. It's okay, it was, it was a good run. It was fun. Let me be an adult now, <laughs> and it's it's sad that. Like even the adults too are acting like children in this. 
So, with that being said, I'm going to close it out by saying, guys, don't take social media seriously. If you can't stand the heat, get out of the fucking kitchen. And if it's Gordon Ramsay's kitchen and you're cooking shit, you're producing shit, then you best to get out of there before he yells at you and throw a fucking raw lamb at you. So this whole thing is retarded. The whole Jordan Grace, Jim Cornette shit is retarded. White Knights, she will not fuck you. She's She has a boyfriend, number one. She will not fuck you. So just continue to buy her stuff, continue to support her that way. Watch her, her fetish wrestling on, on, on social media. Do that. She, she won't fuck you. I'm sorry. So with that being said, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. If you made it all the way to the end, you are awesome. And I appreciate you lots and lots. 3002. So I want to give a shout out to, again, I want to give shout outs to Ron himself, Agent Neil, Super Free, Cosmic Kaiser, Heracles, Silly Uni. Also to all the supporters listening out there, all current past coworkers that are listening to this. Thank you. Also, shout outs to the Former Boys Podcast. Shout outs to those guys. Shout outs to uh, Drew from the Drew Yari Show. Shout outs to Wrestling Soup. Shout outs to DTKC. Shout outs to Lady Trez and everyone on Twitter that supports me backs me and you know we go back and forth in conversations thank you guys so that being said you can find me on twitter twitter.com slash room prime tv facebook room prime tv podcast instagram room prime tv and website to room prime tv.com i'm gonna go back to updating it with work and everything kind of took a back seat but don't worry we'll be back on that and also you find me on where most podcasts are streamed at SoundCloud iTunes or Apple Podcasts Google Play Spotify Stitcher TuneIn Radio and if you guys don't like SoundCloud there are your options so guys that being said Know where your bread is buttered. And I will see you next Sunday. Or maybe next week, who knows. But I will see you when I see you. So I'm going to shut the hell up now. Got this recorded for you guys. And I am fucking out of here.